So there's this connection between, you know, putting the right experts in front of the people who they can really relate to. And that's what a travel coach is about. It's not about planning and booking trips. It's for people who who understand you or help you set those intentions for your trip so that you can have the best outcomes, transformations, feelings that you're looking for. And that's why we're looking to travel anyways. You know, who wants to come back from a trip and feel the same exact way and now just can't wait to our, we go on a trip again, right? Like travel is a tool to help us heal. Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week, I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe, and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hello, hello. My name is Kara and welcome back to the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. Today's episode is all about travel coaching and we're hearing from none other than the woman who helped pioneer this new and fast-growing sector of the travel industry, Sahara Rose. Now, this isn't the first time we've covered travel coaching on the show, Back in episode 20, I chatted with Geneva Ludomsky, who is the founder of Unwrap Your Map, which is a travel coaching service that specifically aims to help young adults take the plunge and travel abroad. And Geneva had a really fascinating approach to how she planned on growing her business through universities. So I really recommend you check that one out if you haven't already. But on today's episode with Sahara, we dive even further into the world of travel coaching and talk through what it means to be a travel coach, the different niches that you can specialize within the travel coaching industry, and how to determine which is best for you, and also just how to get started and land your first clients. Sahara also shares her personal journey as a travel coach and how she has grown her business specifically in the wellness niche. So yeah, you definitely want to stick around to hear all about that. This episode is really essential listening if you are at all interested in travel coaching, but even if you're not, I think there is still something to be learned from Sahara as she really does have a brilliant business mind. As always, please remember to give this podcast a rating or a recommendation to a friend. It really helps us to grow and is always super appreciated. But without further ado, we'll get straight into the episode. Here is Sahara Rose of the Travel Coach Network. All right. Hello, Sahara. Welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Happy to have you here. Hi, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. I'm super excited to chat with you because travel coaching is this new niche in the travel industry that I'm just fascinated by. And the fact that you have pioneered this whole new niche is just incredible and fascinating. Uh, so I want to go deep into that conversation. But first, let's just hear where you're from, what your career trajectory has been and how you got into travel and then eventually travel coaching. 
Yeah, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I was never much of a traveler. We, I came from a family that really couldn't afford traveling. So our, our version of traveling was getting into the family van and driving across the country to um, Southern Texas because my grandmother, her family is from Mexico. So we would cross over the border and go visit them. And then my grandfather was from Canada. So we would drive up over the border to go to visit uh, his family in Montreal you know, but I was so young, I didn't really remember too much of it. And not many people in my family traveled. We didn't have business travelers or anyone who really talked about flying anywhere. And I don't even think my grandmother ever had been on a plane her whole life, which blows my mind. Right. (laughs) Um, But so I never, I, I knew that I wanted to get away from Wisconsin. It's a cold state and I needed somewhere with some sunshine. So when I graduated high school, I went to school in Arizona And, but I was never someone who knew exactly like what my career path was going to be. I have a lot of interest and talents and skills. And I tried so many different things, but I was someone who changed majors quite a bit. And because travel wasn't something that crossed my mind, um, I didn't even think about getting into the tourism industry until I moved to Chicago for my third year of university. And I had my mother was going through a divorce and I wanted to go back to the Midwest and I didn't want to go back to Milwaukee. So I chose a city like Chicago. I have never been there before, but it was a bigger city and I knew there'd be some sort of opportunities there for me. And I had like one chance to apply for a program to get into any university that I could. And I found a hospitality and tourism program. And I was like, well, travel. That's cool. Like one day, maybe I want to travel. Uh, but, and, and granted at that age, I think I was like 19 years old. And so I never even thought about the process of like traveling abroad, especially solo. And I was really inspired when I started that program. I was inspired by all of the foreign exchange students. My professor had been to a lot of uh, places. People on the first day shared uh, all the different countries they've been to. And I'm sitting here like, oh my God, I, I, I can barely remember going to three countries because I was so little <laughs> and traveled. And then I, in high school, went to an all-inclusive resort in Dominican Republic, which is you know not really a good definition of like having a cultural experience. And I was really inspired, but yet I was a broke college student sitting there in an expensive city like Chicago. My rent was like $1,000 a month, which right now is cheap compared to what it is now. And I, but I told myself, I'm going to figure out a way to travel. And still, I didn't know, you know, what my path was. I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career. I didn't know what kind of difference I want to make in the world. I mean, but granted, who at that age, when you finish university at what, 21, 22, 23 years old, who really does know their life purpose, right? Um, But so I turned to travel. I didn't know that it would give me answers, but I was hoping that it would answer questions I had in life that I didn't really know I had questions for. And that's kind of where my journey started. I bought a one-way ticket to Ireland and heard of people backpacking Eastern Europe or Western Europe. And I was like, well, that will be cool. And I'm an only child. So I never felt like I needed to wait to so- for someone to go with me, which is something I hear quite often from people that hold them back. And I got on that plane and I started traveling. And sure enough, I fell in love with travel. And I uh, kept on going. And 84 countries later, <laughs> over a decade, I've traveled quite a bit. And that's when I started my businesses. 
That's incredible. I've got, I guess, a similar story. I didn't grow up traveling very much at all either. I yeah, grew up in on Maui. Most of my family lived in Washington State. We would travel there, but otherwise, not really at all. I went to Canada once when I was young. I went to Mexico when I was 19. Uh, but it wasn't until I studied abroad that I really got to travel. And then, like you, bought a one-way ticket to Spain rather than Ireland and made my way around Europe and was just completely smitten by the end of it and have never looked back. Yeah, I love it. You, There's a, a thing called like the travel bug, right? People get bitten by the travel bug, and it's such a true thing. And there's a reason why people crave this quote unquote nomadic lifestyle or freedom based lifestyle, even though it sounds quite woo woo, there's travel really is a powerful source in our life. So I don't blame you for (laughs) Spain is a beautiful country. I love Spain. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The travel bug is definitely, definitely real. And I've been, (laughs) I'm bitten all over. (laughs) But so you, so you got into travel, you, you realized that that was your passion. How did you start making it part of your career, not just a hobby where you were moving around? Yeah. So when I started traveling, uh, that was, I think in 2010, summer of 2010, and there weren't all of the apps and everything, all the resources, technology that we have today. So I was traveling with a flip phone that didn't even work to tell me what time it was. And I had to find paper maps. Um, sometimes hostels would have like a, you rip the, the map off of the the picture map that they would have and you can take it for free. So I would use that to navigate. And I wouldn't book places beforehand. There weren't like Airbnbs or, you know, hostelworld.com or any of those apps that allowed for that. So I really got a unique perspective on, you know, how to travel and what it could really do for for your confidence, for your, you know, for who you want to be and, you know, what what kind of values you have. And, you know, you learn your strengths and your weaknesses. And I always say I traveled during a really prime time in the industry because throughout the I I travel for a core decade. And within that decade, it like I said, it started with a flip phone and a paper map. And so a couple of years ago, when there's every app and and resource under the sun to help travel easier and smarter and better and more efficiently. And so I had this really unique sense of, you know, what travelers were looking for, what they used, what they wanted, and also why people were traveling. So I had so many, obviously, like thousands and thousands of conversations over the years with other travelers. So either who were also other backpackers for long term or people just going on a two week vacation because that's the time that they had. And I talked to them about why they traveled or what they were looking for when they traveled, because I found a disconnect in the travel industry with how travel was being marketed and we hear from travel and hospitality companies, like whether they're hotels or cruise lines or resorts or destinations, and it's all very similar, right? They talk about the amenities, they talk about the beach, they show pic- pretty pictures of the water. Like we get it, that's great. We can snorkel anywhere in the world, and there's beautiful water all over the world. But I had this understanding of why people truly wanted to travel or needed to travel. And I would hear stories from travelers like, you know, I just lost my child and I am healing from grief, or I just went through a divorce, or I'm 
you know, I was working in the corporate world for 40 years and I just need to live my life. Or I grew up in a certain culture and we were very restricted on who we can be and what we can do. And I'm just breaking free to be myself. Like these are really meaningful purpose reasons why people travel, right? And that's why people travel. Um, and it doesn't always have to be that way, but in any sense, even if it's a family vacation, you're spending quality time to build bonds with your children, your partner, your spouse, whatever it might be. And so I was like, there's a big disconnect with this. And I realized that at the same time, there were many people traveling who it became like a tagline would leave the corporate job to travel or leave the nine to five. And so much so that even you'll see like business coaches online saying, you know, using the the taglines, quit the nine to five, you know, and travel the world or, you know, from cubicle to plane seat or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, I understand that there's a growing desire need for this. And I would see it all over social media too, in Facebook groups and people envious of others who do it or reading blogs about how people were doing it. And I said, well, what, why are companies not paying attention to this? Like, what are their vacation policies look like, especially in the States? And the more I dove into the, I started doing research on the corporate world and I started learning about corporate burnout. And then that led me into the business travel world and business travel burnouts. I'd met a lot of business travelers when I was just this dirty backpacker in an airplane next to a man in a business suit. And we sparked conversation and he was like envious of my, my life path. And I said, well, travel is so powerful. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to, you know, be dealing with all these symptoms of burnout. So I knew that I wanted to make a difference in the world of with travel and what I understood and believed in and learned about travel and in a bigger way. And that's when I decided to become a travel coach and I decided to focus in wellness and you might ask like, why, why a travel coach? Well, I, even though for so long, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew um, what I didn't want to do. I knew what I did not want to do. So I knew that I did not enjoy planning and booking trips for other people. I didn't want to be a travel agent. I didn't want to be a flight attendant. I actually have a fear of flying. I didn't want to be a blogger. I don't enjoy writing. I do have a blog, but it was never something to be monetized. I just knew what I didn't want to do. And in the industry that is so popular, I was like, there must be something more out there. There must be something else that people can do who love travel and have this unique perspective or whatever expert area of expertise. There must be something greater they can do with it. But I couldn't find anything. So I said, and I'm someone who like, I have to create it myself if I don't find it. So I did it. So that's where I started my wellness travel coaching business. And then I realized as I was posting about that online, I had a lot of other travelers interested in what travel coaching was. And that's where I started also the Travel Coach Network. That's great. So you offer your own services as a travel coach through your wellness travel coaching. And then you also teach others how to become travel coaches in whatever niche that they're interested in. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So I, as a wellness travel coach myself, I actually work with a company. So I, I work with different pillars. So business travel, corporate wellness, hotels have been big destinations as well. Um, because everyone right now is very interested in a more holistic approach to wellness. And in the Travel Coach Network, I, when I first started building my business, I kept track of that. And I 
turned what I did into to get to my business into a program. And over the years, it that morphed into a certification program that was accredited by the International Coach Federation. So that's the main program that I run where I help other travelers figure out, you know, what does travel coaching mean for them? What can they do? And or there's I have doctors, travel agents, physicians, lawyers, people with so many different backgrounds, life coaches, health coaches who combine travel coaching with their what they already do. Interesting. So just to go back to your wellness coaching or travel coaching, uh, so what are you doing? What do you how are you working with these brands like hotels and different companies? What is your what service are you providing? Yeah, mine, what I do is a bit different. So I help, let's say, for instance, hotels. I help them think outside of the box when it comes to what a wellness experience can mean for their visitors. I've always believed that travel has a lot more healing benefits, and there's also tons of research out there on this, um, outside of just a spa, a gym, a yoga retreat, meditation sessions, because that is what a lot of hotels, wellness hotels, whatever any properties are offering, that's what they already do. And people are looking for more and travel has a lot more potential than that. So I help them figure out like based on their destination, what, you know, the local culture, the people, the community can offer that is, um, you know, wellness based. Um, Same thing with destinations are looking to promote more than just their, you know, traditional sense of Um, attractions or museums or wellness, you know, what they're already doing in wellness. And they're turning more to their natural resources, things that really people enjoy with human connection. You know, when you think about for anyone listening to this, when you think about the times that you had the best travel experience, and it made the biggest impact on you, it I guarantee it probably didn't have to do with like, four walls in a building, it was probably like, you know, you decided to take a walk with a group of friends that you just met and you had some local tea that um, someone made you and the locals made you some food. And there was a dark sky full of stars that you've never seen so many stars in your life. And it just really left an imprint in your mind, you know, and it's those are the parts that make us who we are and what we care about and what matters and and teach us. And that's all under the umbrella of healing. We don't need a yoga session or a Peloton in our room to, to tell us whether we're well or not. And so that messaging gets branched into business travel for me and corporate wellness when it comes to how um, companies can actually be valuing vacation time and and fully encouraging and supporting their employees to use that time and use it effectively. And then that's where, which I never saw actually in the very beginning of starting both of my businesses, Travel Coach Network and my wellness travel coaching, there is a huge bridge between them now because my vision is to get open these doors and opportunities for travel coaches around the globe who specialize in so many different areas and can help so, a wide range of people, bring them opportunities and connect them with those who need the support and help. So get them in connections with the companies, you know, and that there is a travel coach in every corporate wellness program that they can go to to help with their, you know, mindset and their budgeting and their planning and, you know, their emotional appeal of why they need to travel, whether they're moms or overworked or, you know, whatever it might be. Right. So 
it's such a different take to just really going back to the foundation of what travel is all about. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. And just like the way that you described a moment of, you know, being under a blanket of stars and everything. Like I was completely transported back to a moment when I was traveling, when it wasn't about how much money I was spending. It was actually in a really affordable country. I was in Nepal and I was just completely taken back to that moment. And that those are the wellness moments of that become so addictive and enriching in travel. So are you helping to to source the those kinds of experiences or are you just more so guiding these companies to pick the right experiences to offer to their clients? Yeah, so I actually don't work one-on-one with clients. My business model itself is to educate, empower, guide and support companies, whether they're travel agencies, whether they're hotels or they're any sort of tourism, hospitality brand or destination to think outside the box and figure out what it is that they can offer. So I do a lot of consulting for them as well to for these companies as well and developing programs. So whoever is in charge, so if it's a travel agent portal, like who's part of the sales team to help, you know, sell experiences to travel agents and teach them how to sell their their brand or destination, you know, how do we incorporate the sense of wellness into it? Same thing when it comes to Uh, cruise lines as well are trying to figure out like what else can we do with transformative and wellness travel and in business travel, travel managers who are the ones who travel managers, HR, everyone's roles are kind of blurring because of we're coming out of this pandemic, but you know, who's in charge for the well of the wellness of your, your travelers. So it's been really interesting. I've had a lot of opportunities and a lot of, you know, increase from a wide range of companies I never really thought about, but I just use the same fundamentals of this holistic approach to wellness. And I just apply it to these different pillars. Yeah, I love that. And I'm really fascinated about how you transition from just doing this on your own as a travel coach to then having the idea of, wait, there's a lot more to this. There's a lot more niches that people can specialize in you know, when did you start having that idea? And then how did you develop your travel coach network? Yeah. So the idea also came from like when I mentioned that I had a blog, I had a blog because it was the place where I could tell, let my mom know where in the world I was located and that I was alive still. And this was back before, this is when we had like actual computers and we had to pay or they would give us like a half hour free at hostels of internet. So I had a blog to keep track of that. And I just started just talking about places I've been. So my blog kind of built up, but again, I never monetized it. I never thought about that uh, because I'm not actually a very... I don't think I'm a very good writer and I don't enjoy writing very much, uh, despite having a book, but it was because it came from one of my blog posts. But I did know that I liked empowering people when it came to travel. And I had a, when I started, I would have people asking me questions, friends, family, people online, people I met, whatever. You know, how do you travel? How do you do this? How do you have that lifestyle? I'm sure you got the same thing. You know, how do you make money? How do you afford it? Whatever it might be. And I knew that I could answer those questions. But then I started getting questions from people who about things I couldn't relate to, such as it was like a black woman traveling saying, you know, do you think it'd be okay to go this country? Or it was, you know, someone who from uh, who's a Muslim saying, you know, what are some tips for me? When I travel to this destination, I was like, I 
I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't have even moms, moms traveling with kids. I'm like, I'm not sure. But I knew that there was a whole world of travelers out there who had those answers because I met so many of them. I knew that every one of us travelers were so different. We all know something different. We all have different experiences, perspectives, insight, expertise. But the thing is, travelers don't know they're expert yet. They're experts in anything yet. But so I knew there was a whole world of these travelers who didn't know they're experts yet and people seeking the information. So that's when I started getting asked about travel coaching online by other travelers. It just clicked. And I said, I'm going to create this network of travel coaches. And in the meantime, I want to figure out what that means and what that could look like as I build my business at the same time. So it transformed. And this main, my certification program is my main source of how I helped uh, help people. But especially in the past about year and a half, companies have been super interested in my travel coaches. So either they are a a brand that wants to get in front of my travel coaches. So when they do work with clients, because a lot of travel coaches are travel agents, they just combine travel coaching and working with people on that more emotional level into planning and booking trips. But of course, the purpose of a travel coach is not to book trips, but the, they can overlie. So some brands want to just be in mind or destinations like, hey, if you are recommending or helping people travel somewhere or encouraging people to go, you know, on the first solo trip, you know, think of us. But it's interesting that you asked that because yesterday I had a call with, I, we had an article come out that I pitched to an editor um, who I've been in several of his articles before. But I pitched the topic of travel coaching to him and I got some of my travel coaches to be in the article as well. That was just recently released in the Washington Post. And he, I had several companies reach out after reading that article. And one of them I had a call with yesterday and it's a lady who um, works in this organization for widows within the States. And she was like, I, my members always talk about wanting to travel, but they don't know they're afraid to go alone. They don't know what to do. I think your travel coaches could really help. And so we're going to, and I'm thinking like, yeah, you're right. Like I do have a lot of travel coaches who travel themselves because of a loss in their life or, you know, they are widows. So there's this connection between, you know, putting the right experts in front of the people who they can really relate to. And that's what a travel coach is about. It's not about planning and booking trips. It's for people who who understand you or help you set those intentions for your trip so that you can have the best outcomes, transformations, feelings that you're looking for. And that's why we're looking to travel anyways. You know, who wants to come back from a trip and feel the same exact way and now just can't wait to our, we go on a trip again, right? Like travel is a tool to help us heal. That's really fascinating. So yeah, I, I love that example of the person who looks after widows and asking if you had any travel coaches who could help advise them. So would they just, one of your travel coaches in that in that regard, would they come and run like a one-off workshop or what does that relationship usually look like? What what are they doing practically besides just offering the this advice? Yeah. So well, when it comes to partnerships, it what we're going to be doing is a webinar. So I'll be bringing in a travel coach or two of mine who do specialize in this area to give some just pieces of value to their members. But when it comes to travel coaches as a whole, I really encourage them all to have business models that really 
align with what they want to do. And the reason I say that is because the travel industry for so long has told us that if you want a career in travel and it has to do with like travel experiences, you must plan and book trips. That's all you can do. You must plan a book trip or you can write about it or blog, but that's what you can do. But that's not the case. You know, I never wanted to. I never liked traveling or uh, planning and booking trips, even though I have experience doing so. And so I, one of my main points in my certification program and my network is to tell people like, well, think about what is, how do you want to help people? So many times they have anywhere from they create courses of their own, retreats of their own, group programs of their own. They do things in person. Um, they do, of course, one-on-one coaching if uh, that's what they want to do. I personally don't like to do one-on-one coaching, except for outside of my, in, only inside my certification program. Oh, or think bigger like I do, like do consulting for companies. Like it doesn't matter what your title is. It's about the work you do and how you help people. So when it comes to helping, for example, a travel coach helping widows, it's it's more than just planning and where they should go. It's working on the mindset. You know, maybe it's there's someone who works on the budget. You know, maybe they have, you know, financial stress after losing their loved one. Um, you know, it's the confidence boosting. It's a f- helping them figure out like what do you need to do during this trip in order to feel the way you hope to feel. And that's why it's really important that someone who can relate to them in some way helps because they have they can give an example of how you how travel can help you feel. I know, for example, for myself, like I always encourage younger people if they can to go travel. And because I was that 22 year old who was had anxiety, had depression, had no clue what my purpose or path in life was. I didn't know what mattered to me. I didn't know where I wanted to be in the world. You know, I didn't know who I wanted to be with. But even though travel is never a solution for anything, I can give my examples of, you know, how it helped me, how it benefited me and you know, and they're common themes that people do often say. So it's all about like the mindset and the the intentions that are set around a trip. I love that. And so what does most of the coaching or does all of the coaching occur before the clients go on the trip? Or is there any kind of follow up after they return from their travels? Yeah, so coaching in general, if it is an accredited program, it does teach you that like the travel coach uh, certification does that it's more than just the during the trip support or the pre trip support. It's also during and it's also post like how as a good coach do you help your clients your travelers implement what it is that they learned into their life? What if they need added support? What does your business model look like for that? You know, do you have a group option that they can join? Or, you know, do you do another one-on-one call? How do you check in with them? Do you check in with them throughout their journey? Do you give them tasks or exercises to do? Um, You know, what kind of pre-assessments do you give them? What kind of questions do you ask them? What do you get them to think about? Because again, with coaching in general, it's not about telling people what they should do or what they need. It's pulling the answers from within. And that's under the umbrella of any type of coaching. Um, so travel coaching, again, is that's one of the things that keeps it so different from a travel agent. It's not about like, oh, did your flight get delayed or canceled? I checked in with you. Or did you get into your hotel? Okay, I checked in with you. It's like, how are you doing? What do you need to work on today? Maybe go outside of your comfort zone and you know take a, a walk to the local market and try something new. Did you have a conversation with a local today? Did you can you write a story about it? You know, it's 
this guidance in a way that so many people, when you're not a travel expert or an avid traveler, that you don't understand just how powerful of an experience you can have when you have certain fears or limitations or limiting beliefs around an experience. Yeah, it's so true. Absolutely. And you mentioned how you had this article recently published in, I believe it was the Washington Post. And I noticed on your website, on both your travel coaching and your wellness coaching, travel wellness coaching, uh, you've got so much amazing press. You've had so many great articles come out about you. How have you gone about that? I'm curious about how you're getting this kind of attention. Yeah. So I knew early on, that's a really great question because that's something I do teach in my network and I encourage them and I open opportunities all the time to the network as much as I can. But I knew early on before I even had any structure to what I wanted to create or how I was going to create it. I knew the main concept of, you know, I knew the messaging that I had. I knew for my travel coach network that there was more to a travel career than blogging and booking. And I knew in the wellness space for travel coaching that their travel travels a lot more healing than spas, gyms, and yoga sessions. So I knew this was like the fundamentals of my, my story. And I knew that travel coaching itself was so new of a term and that there was a whole wellness tourism industry already built based off the spa industry. And my ideas were so different from what has already been established in these industries that I knew I needed to do bigger, think bigger and be spread my message bigger. So very early on in my business, one of my biggest investments, first things I invested in was a mentor to who was an expert in media and publicity. And I had no idea how to pitch the media, no idea, you know, anything of this. And so I studied, I took her program and, and studied and then I became a mentor in her program after that. And I implemented what I learned and continued to learn into my travel coach network. And I always tell people that even if you have an idea and you're not, you're, you don't have your website up, you don't have like a course created or whatever it might be, you feel like you need in order to put yourself out there. Like you should always put yourself out there. And also you never know who's going to find you. You never know who can hear about you, who will read something like media publicity, especially like audio, like podcasts is evergreen. It's always going to be, I have people reaching out to me from a podcast I did like the very first one about like blogging. I'm like, what did I say on that podcast? Like, <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't know. So it it take it took practice. It took clarity. It's it's strategy on like make sure you're on the right platforms where your hopefully your ideal audience is going to be on, and just going for it and kind of going after what they call the low hanging fruit, the easier ones to be on. But it gives practice and it gives eventually. It's just like um like a tumbleweed. Like things just start coming in. Um, and now I have editors that reach out to me and I am building relationships too. Like the one that I pitched to the Washington Post, I had been in several of his articles. And then yesterday I took the time because he's going to be in London actually. And he's like, do you have any of your clients uh, from the, my corporate world? I said corporate world, but like wellness travel coaching world that want coverage. And so I was like, I know a lot of startups. I know a lot of travel tech companies. I messaged them and I said, hey, would you like to have an introduction with this editor. He's going to be in your area. So, you know, it's always doing like 
helping people as well. So editors liked also to share stuff. So many times people get like a media opportunity or quoted or something, but they don't do their due diligence and like share it or tag or anything like that. So it's like, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a process, but after a while it comes like second nature, but getting that type of press, if you have a certain message to send out there is really, really effective and powerful. So when you're pitching for different press opportunities, are you, you, what are you pitching? What do you include in a persuasive pitch that's going to inspire someone to want to publish that right about you? Yeah, well, that that's why it goes into like strategy and a process. So obviously you want to pitch to an, a publication or an outlet that has your ideal audience and has your style of like, has your topics. Otherwise, you're going to be wasting your time pitching to someone who won't even acknowledge what you're trying to say. So I recommend people to like study. I always say like to write, and this is something I learned in the program that I took before. And I always tell my network too, I run a an elite group of um, travel agents or travel agents, uh, travel professionals too. And this is something we work on to write your dream 100 list. And it's like, who do you ideally would like to be in and why? And understand and then taking a look at that list and and looking at the website looking at the publications and articles what's their style of writing do are they articles that usually say like five ways to do blah 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 is it you know is it a more controversial one is it something that likes more numbers and statistics so making sure you align with that type of publication and how you're crafting your pitch and have a reason for why you're saying that too I've luckily never really had to be the one who like structured my pitches in a like in an email in the traditional form of story ideas and stuff like that. I focus more on building relationships and letting them know how I understand their outlet and how that can benefit them or also just putting my ideas out there in a place where I know these editors are going might see it. And then they'll reach out and be like, Hey, do you mind if I like include that in this publication or anything like that? Um, and also another fun trick is there's a website called Haro help a reporter.com. It used to be help a reporter out.com and it's free. And that's a good way for people to get started too. So that's where editors already have a topic in mind. And they're looking for people just to add comments. And so, you know, you'll be surprised of what's on there. You know, I've been quoted in Forbes through it and stuff like that, too. So I'm um, just kind of testing the waters and seeing what works for you. Yeah, I've heard about that website. They're like, you can sign up within certain niches or within certain industries, and then they'll contact you and say, we're looking for someone to comment on this particular uh, yep. article. Yeah. So when you create your profile on there, and again, it's free. So you just check the boxes of the categories you want. So I know I get lifestyle, of course, travel, business. They always send a general one and they do send a lot. They send it out three, all of those three times a day. So most of them go into my trash bin right now. I used to have just like a folder where I put them in to look at later, but they are very time sensitive usually. So now I really only have time to look at travel. Um, so I'll just briefly look at that to see if any of those topics that editors are looking for align with either of my businesses, Travel Coach Network or Wellness Travel Coaching, or if it's an outlet that I want to build a relationship with the editor, I will still pitch it or reach out to them and say, if you are ever covering this topic, I'm happy to be a source too. So it's nice too, because sometimes editors do put their 
email or contact or their name and the outlet on there. Sometimes it's anonymous. That's a really good tip. I love that one. And are there any other um, marketing strategies that you would suggest, especially for people who are in the early stages of their career as a travel coach, anything to get the word out about themselves? Yeah, I love that question because actually yesterday I did a training on this because in my certification program through the end of 2022, I do two live monthly trainings. And yesterday's session was on, you know, bettering your marketing for your travel business or travel coaching business. So I talked about things like spreading your message, but I always tell people that they really need to figure out what the pain points of your ideal client or audience is. I don't like saying clients, but it's easier to say clients like who your travelers are, um, who your buyers are. Yeah. So what I mean by pain points is that you have to be able to speak directly to your ideal audience and what they're looking for. And the internet is saturated with content and advertising. So people are going to keep scrolling. People are like, it's like a physical reaction that people just do naturally. It's scroll, 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 swipe, swipe, swipe. So in order, how do you stop them? How do you stop them and capture them or have them continue to read your post or watch your video? And it's directly related to them. So think about the times that you stop and watch something or read something or you stop scrolling. It's because probably something touched you emotionally or it spoke directly to your interests, your lifestyle, your needs or whatever it is. And those are pain points. Pain points are far more than what someone is looking for out of a trip. It's the under reason, underlying reasons of why. You know, what are their goals in life, their needs in life, what keeps them up at night? What are their dreams? You know, how do they want to feel? Uh, these are all of their pain points. So the more you can understand your ideal client and their pain points, the more you have to work with when it comes to your marketing. I hear from travel professionals so often that I'm so tired of chasing clients. I feel like I'm always chasing clients or I don't have returning clients. Well, you wouldn't be chasing people if they came to you and how do people come to you? Because they resonate with you. They align with you. You They know you understand them. And how do you understand them? Get to know them. And that's what so many people don't want to do. They want to just quickly put talk about themselves, talk about what they offer. That's not what people are looking for. People want things to be about them. So make your marketing about your ideal client. Um, so that's a key component to up-leveling your marketing when it comes to the travel space as well. And to remember that you're not actually selling experiences. So stop saying that. We're not selling a travel experience because an experience is a very general term and that can mean anything to anyone. So in your own business and brand, you have to define what an experience means to your ideal clients. And the experience itself is actually the process and the journey. That's the experience. The experience is a combination of puzzle pieces that are put together from point A to point Z. So what you're actually selling people is an outcome, a feeling, a transformation, a result, a solution. That's what people buy. People make decisions, purchasing decisions, and spend money based on emotions. Their emotions meaning they are anxious to get something. They are unhappy and they think it's going to make them feel good. They're desiring happiness. They're desiring less stress. Those are all emotions based. So that's what you speak to. So that's by understanding the pain points on a deeper level of your ideal clients. You touch on those emotions. They know that you get 
their loss, their feeling of loss. They know that you get their feeling of, feel, of feeling unfulfilled. They know that you get how stressful it is to work in the corporate world and feel undervalued and not align your life with what you really want and do everything for everyone else. They know that you feel as a mother that you're always giving yourself to your family and your children and, and your job, but never to yourself. And travel can help you do that. That's the pain points that you should be aligning with. Um, so that's what I want uh, travel professionals, travel coaches, everyone listening to this podcast to start thinking about into your marketing. I really like that because it's so, I, I feel like a lot of business owners are quick to miss that step. They have an idea of, you know, they have a general idea of who their ideal client is, but to really do a deep dive into their pain points, their wants, their needs, their fears, all of that, and then engineer their marketing or entirely around that is, is such a powerful way mm-hmm. to go about it. And I, yeah, I completely agree. Your businesses are so exciting. Where did you launch the Travel Coach Network? It wasn't that long ago, was it? I started in 2018, but it took a while to actually get it up and running or to the place it is now. And honestly, the catalyst was the pandemic really lit fire under both of my businesses. So once 2020 hit, I mean, I had quite a bit of traction, but once 2020 hit, it just kind of like, catapulted both of the industry, both of these categories in the industry. So yeah, it's very exciting seeing, um, you know, and I'm always, you know, even like after this call, I I have a call with a founder of a uh, travel platform that works in the business travel industry. And we're talking about things about how to, you know, innovate in the wellness tourism industry and how to create standards and stuff like that for hotels and booking platforms um, when it comes to wellness that hasn't been done before. And, you know, opening these opportunities up to my travel coaches as well within these different partnerships too. So it's really exciting time. It really is. Absolutely. And yeah, I can't wait to follow your journey throughout this process. And I'm sure there's listeners who would love to learn more about you, about your program, about your services. Uh, So if anyone out there listening is keen to get in touch with you, where are the best places to find you? Yeah, you can always find me on, um, I'm always on the Travel Coach Network. uh, So you can find that on Instagram or .com or on Facebook. And then also Sahara Rose, the Travel Coach on Instagram, on Facebook, and then Sahara Rose on LinkedIn if anyone's on there. Amazing. Well, again, Sahara, thank you so much. I've loved learning so much about travel coaching. And yeah, look forward to following your journey along the way. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. That was a fun conversation. 